Thank you for taking the time to listen to the sermon from Hope Church Toronto North. It is our prayer that through this, you are challenged by the Word of God, you are built up in love, and that you are drawn more to the person and work of Jesus Christ. We want to remind you, this is never meant to substitute God's good plan for you to be present in a local church under the care of qualified elders. If you do live in the North Toronto area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to join us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings. Our desire is that God would use this to encourage you with the hope we have in Jesus. Today, we are going to get back into our series called Timeless. And today we're looking at timeless advice about our words. And we're going to be talking today about talking. And so you can turn to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our words, the Bible says, have power. Our words can build people up, really, really speak life into them. Or our words can tear people down and destroy And when we think about the moment that we're in, with so many people frustrated, with so many people feeling scared, with so many people feeling confused, with so many people feeling lonely and isolated, even defeated, these realities, this moment lets us know and reminds us that our words matter more than ever. Whether these words are going out through an email, whether these words are going out through a text message, whether it's going out over a video or it's happening face to face with the people in our families, we can't take our words lightly. The things we say matter. John Kitchen says our words are seeds sown in the soil of people's lives. Think about that. They're seeds sown in the life, in the lives of of people and he says that these words never remain neutral we cannot take our talking lightly and that's because our our, we can speak words that really hurt others and this happens when our words are rash proverbs 12 18 says there's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts But the tongue of the wise brings healing. This is speaking of the person who just opens their mouth and they just let anything flow out. They're rash. They don't think. They're just caught up in the moment. And this proverb, what it does is that it tells us that our words can become weapons. That the sword thrusts, that's giving you this picture that our our words when we speak this way when we speak in this rash way that our our words can really wound people that it can scar people for years see God doesn't want us speaking words that scar and wound he wants us speaking words that build up and encourage those who hear So we can speak words that hurt people when we are rash. When we do this also, we hurt people when our words are deceptive. When they're deceptive. Proverbs 19 verse 5 says, A false witness will not go unpunished. He who breathes out lies will not escape. Proverbs 12, 22 says, Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. See, when we lie, we will have to tell more lies. John 
Hubbard says that uh, liars have to have long memories. We have to remember the lies that we, we told in order to sort of not get trapped in a previous lie. But here's the thing. Liars always get caught. They always get caught. It says that they will not escape. We will be caught in our lying either in this life or the next. And when we get caught, here's the thing. When we get caught in lies, what it does is that it really hurts the people who trust us the most. The people who are expecting us to be honest with them and to tell them the truth. God tells us here that he does not delight in dishonesty. Dishonesty is obnoxious to him. And that's because this is something God never does. In Titus 1 verse 2, he is called the God who never lies. He never lies to us. He always tells us the truth. And we need to hear that right now. We need to remember that right now, that God does not lie, especially when we're in a spot where we have to just really hold on to and cling to his promises. See, in these uncertain times, what we can know as believers in Christ is that the promises of God are certain. God is going to keep his word to us. Our words can hurt others when we are deceptive and when when our words cause division. Our words hurt others when they cause division. Proverbs 16 verse 28 says, a dishonest man spreads strife. And a whisperer separates close friends. The NIV says a gossip separates close friends. This is the person who talks behind the backs of other people. This person is a coward. They're a coward. They would rather talk about someone rather than talking to that person. And this person causes harm. It's in the text. Notice it says that they separate close friends. This person drives a wedge between people. They cause division where division should not be. See, when we engage in gossip, the word of God is telling us that when we engage in gossip, that we put relationships in danger. See, gossip spreads like dandelions. You know why gossip spreads like dandelions? It spreads like dandelions because we like it. We, in our flesh, we like gossip. Proverbs 26, 22 says, the words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. When we hear gossip, it's delicious. It's like eating our favorite dessert. And here the Bible is teaching us that gossip doesn't just go into our ears. It goes down and settles in us. And what that tells us is that when we hear gossip, it actually changes the way it settles in us in such a way that it changes the way we view the person that we're hearing about. We start to view them from a particular end. And this is dangerous. Because we start to look at people in a certain way, and we don't even know if what we've heard is true. But it puts a lens on us, and so that's why God tells us that we have to stop gossip before it starts. Proverbs 26, 20 says, For lack of wood, the fire goes out, 
and when where there is no whisperer, a quarreling, quarreling ceases. When we stop gossip, we are we are stopping quarreling. We're stopping division. And again, with so many people frustrated, with so many people confused, with so many people maybe even angry at their employers because they've had to make a hard decision, we need to be really diligent to watch for gossip. We need to guard against this. We need to guard against gossip that sometimes in this season that is disguised as venting. We need to watch for that. Let's be people who encourage other people to talk to the person rather than talking about another person. Let's talk to each other rather than talking about one another. And so we see here from the word that we can really hurt one another with our words. But here's what's also important to know, that we can really speak words that help others, though. It's true that we can speak words that hurt, but we can also speak words that help. And this happens when we take our time. It happens when we take our time. Proverbs 15, 28 says, The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. That word ponder, ponders, points to the person that, that they slow down. This person thinks before they speak. See, they're, they're a contrast to the person who's rash, the person who just says whatever. This person takes their time. They're not rash with their words. This person listens well. And you know what happens when they listen well? They avoid being foolish. Proverbs 18, thir- uh, verse 13 says, If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. A verse like this makes you think of Job's friends. I wouldn't want these guys to be my boys. They show up and they don't listen. They show up and all they do is they just start talking and talking and talking. And when you read that, that, that story of that poor man's life who's suffering so much, what you see is that his friends hurt him more than they helped him. See, when we slow down and we listen and we hear, it helps us not to just draw conclusions, wrong conclusions. It helps us to speak well. And again, with so many people struggling, with so many people confused, with so many people hurting. This is a great time for us as a church to be good listeners, to listen well, so we can give answers that are helpful, so we can give answers that are loving to our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, and also to, the, to, to our unbelieving friends who are asking a lot of questions right now. We need to listen well so that we can answer well. It's helpful when we take our time. It's also helpful we help others when we speak less. We help others when we speak less. Proverbs 10 verse 19 says, When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips, 
whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Another translation says uh, transgression is unavoidable. When words are many, it's unavoidable. The, the overly talkative person will not be able to avoid sinning with their words. They will make a promise that they cannot keep. Say something that they just really can't deliver on and disappoint someone who is hoping for their help. They'll maybe offend someone. As in their talkativeness, they say something that they shouldn't really say. They share something that they shouldn't really share. Maybe they'll even embarrass themselves because they talk so much. See, nothing is wrong with talking. We're talking about talking. Nothing's wrong with talking. There is something wrong with talking too much. And that's what God is saying to us. It's wise for us to say what needs to be said and stop there. Say nothing more. Proverbs 13, verse 13 says, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Loose lips sink ships. That is very clear. God wants us to be mindful of how much we speak. Jesus even talks about this when he counsels us on prayer. In Matthew 6, verse 7, he says, When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases. We're in a time right now where we feel more than ever the need to take advantage of the gift of prayer, to go to God, to ask Him for wisdom in these moments, to ask Him to heal and help those who are hurting and those who need it, to ask Him to even keep us healthy in these moments. We are praying like never before. But Jesus says to us here, when we pray, just be clear. Just be direct. Don't heap up empty phrases. Just say what we need to say to God. He knows so much what we need in this moment. And we don't have to try to flatter him or manipulate him into helping us. We need to just be clear and direct and pray to him on our behalf and on the behalf of others. We are wise. We are wise, church, when we are not overly talkative, saying what needs to be said and not going beyond that. It's helpful. Our speech is helpful when we speak less. We can help others. We can also help others when we tell the truth. We speak in helpful ways to others when we tell the truth, when we are just honest. Proverbs 24 verse 26 says, Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. The word translated the word honest here, uh, uh, translated honest, means, uh, means straight. This is talking about speech that is not crooked. Speech that is not deceptive. Speech that is straightforward. Nobody, when we speak, has to wonder what we're trying to say. It's so clear. It's so direct. This kind of speech is the greatest uh, way of love. It's a great expression 
of love. And this is the kind of speech that we actually see in the life of Jesus Christ. This is what we see. This is the kind of speech we get from Jesus. In John uh, John 1 verse 14 says, Jesus came and he dwelt among us. He left the glories of heaven. He left all that he had there and he came to us. He dwelt among us. He tabernacled among us. And when he was among us, it says that he was full of grace and truth. He was full of grace and truth. See, Jesus, he comes and you know, and, and he tells us the truth. In John 7, 46, it says that no one ever spoke like this man. He used his words well. And then he showed us grace. See, he tells us the truth about ourselves. He tells us all the ways that we have failed in our words, all the ways that we hurt and harm one another. And then he tells us what he came to do about it, that he came to live and to die in our place for all the ways that you and I fail in our words. And then he shows us grace because he goes to the cross where he pays for all of our sins there. He pays for all the ways we don't use our words well. And even now, when we fail in our words, and we will fail, in the book of James it says that if anyone doesn't fail in their words, this is sort of my translation, if anyone doesn't fail in their words, they're, they're, they're perfect. If you are able to keep your tongue under control, that you are perfect. But we are, we can't do it. We fail in our words. But even when that happens, we can go to Jesus Christ for grace. We can go to him for help and seek his forgiveness. When we confess, Jesus, I failed in my words. He will help us and forgive us. He was full of grace and truth. He told us the truth and then he told us what he would do. He would die in our place. And then he went ahead and he did it. And so now when we come to him, we can experience his grace and forgiveness. Jesus came and gave us his word. And then he went ahead and kept his word. And this comes back to our minds when we, when we sing songs of the gospel of all that we have in Christ. This comes back to our minds when we open the word, his perfect word, and hear from him again, just how much he loves and delights in us, how much he is committed to us, how much he is going to help us, how much through the Holy Spirit, he'll empower us to be able to use our words well. And now Jesus, he calls us to be people who are honest. One of the defining things about us is that we are to be people who speak the truth in love. We speak what is true and we do that with gentleness. We do that with compassion and we do that with respect. This is a time for us to continue to be honest with each other, to be honest with our words, to share what is really, how we are really doing. 
to share our fears, to share our frustrations, to share our struggles, being honest so that we can really help one another and support one another in this time. This is also a time for us to be honest with our culture, to, to, to say with compassion and gentleness that more than ever, these times show us how much we need the Lord. That these are the moments that, not to blame God, but these are the moments that we turn to God. These moments show us our weakness. They show us how, just how much we need God. There is power in our words. And so in these next coming days and weeks, let's not waste our words. Let's not take our talking lightly. Let's be mindful of our words and to use them well to help our brothers and sisters in Christ and to help those who do not know Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your love for us. And God, that you tell us the truth, that we are not perfect with our words, but there was one who was perfect in his words. And he lived for us, your son, Jesus Christ, and died in our place to cover all of our sin, to cover all the ways we fail in our words and gives us grace uh, when we come to him in repentance for help and gives us grace to, to help us speak words that are building up and not hurtful but helpful in these times. Fill us with your spirit, Lord God, again in a fresh way so that we can honor you with our words, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit HopeTorontoNorth.com.